Okay, the uh, ladies from Pet Chatter here, Cheryl Shaw. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. A- and Dr. Fiona is here. How are you, Mark? I'm not ready to go. And uh, of course, you've got the big new haircut today. So uh, you're yes, very all aerodynamic. Our lis- all our listeners will be able to. Uh... See my new hair. They'll, they'll know that. Very aerodynamic, <laughs> ready to answer those. You'll yep. be faster answering I'll be the questions. super quick. Yep. So, Cheryl, you'll have to be super quick when you're bit because, you know, now we've got the aerodynamic. Yeah, Fiona. I'm a bit worried. I might not even get to speak. <laughs> no, but you're happy with that because it means you save your topic for the following week. Oh, so. don't, don't tell everybody that. Um, all right, let's check out the brooches. Okay. Christmas tree. Is that mm-hmm. a cat next to the Christmas tree? It is, but look at what the cat's wearing this time. A Santy hat. Yeah, and? I can't see any further than oh, that. You better He's get your eyes tested tangled again. up in Christmas lights. Says Fiona, who's sitting only one foot away from you, Cheryl. Yeah, That's I'm what, helping. Yeah. I'm helping. <laughs> Mum, I'm helping. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that season. It's time that people started putting up their Christmas decorations, if you're into that. But we've got to look out for our pets. There are a few hazards. I did have a, a question posed to us by Rhonda uh, today, Fiona. Uh, how to train her five-year-old bull Arab puppy to stay home alone. How uh, Some thoughts there for Rhonda? Yeah, sure. Um, firstly, I think we'll just start with five-month-old. Arab puppy, not five year old. Did Arab I say puppy. year? Yeah. Okay, five That's months. Right. Again, big difference. Big Huge difference. difference. <laughs> um, yeah, so puppies are used to being in the litter situation. They like being with their family. They like being with, you know, whether that's human or pet family. And teaching them to be okay with being alone is something that doesn't come naturally to them. So it is something that you have to work on and train on. Uh, And I guess my second comment would be, it's not going to happen straight away. It's something that you're going to have to build up on. So you might start off, for example, with the puppy tolerating five minutes by itself. And then once it can tolerate five minutes by itself, then you go up to 10 minutes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So you don't expect, you know, the dog to be happy being alone by itself for 12 hours the Mm, second week. You've got it. Straight up. Yeah. Uh, So couple of things so you want to keep the puppy mentally stimulated so that it's distracted from the fact that it's by itself so things like uh, kong toys are really good or big frozen ice blocks with little doggy treats hidden inside them things that are going to last a while and going to entertain them and keep them distracted and make it a positive experience so when the family leaves I get that yummy thing that I get to eat and by the time uh, a little bit of time's gone by, the dog will be packing your suitcase for you, pretty much. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah, so some you know some treats to keep it distracted, some rewards, and also I guess when you are with it, making sure that you're exercising and expending some of the physical energy that it will have, so that when it's by itself, it's not super pent up with that energy. All right, uh, mm-hmm. it's a process, and uh, good luck with all of that, Rhonda. Cheryl Shaw is here to remind us that, Cheryl, as the Christmas decorations start to go up, we need to keep our pets very much front of mind. Absolutely, Mark. It's so important that if we've got a kitten or a puppy and we haven't had a Christmas with them, it's really going to be interesting. You may come home and find your tree has fainted and it's on the ground <laughs> with the decorations <laughs> everywhere. They just see it as a big gold Christmas, uh, like a big play toy. Oh, it's an Absolutely. adventure park. Yep. A- an adventure park. You know, think about that kitten. It's going to be climbing those branches and, you know, hiding and just having so much fun. But that fun comes with some um, uh, some dangers. So one of the things is tinsel. 
that we put on our trees and string and ribbons. Now these pose a really big problem to some pets. So some pets will play with them and then chew them and ingest them. And, and Fiona, that can be a problem when they get these um, cords in their tummies. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we call them what, uh, linear foreign bodies. So they're in a line and then by the time they get into the intestine, the intestine ends up being very concertinaed mm. um, and can be a r- real challenge to remove without creating too much um, damage. Yeah, I'm certainly a tinsel-free tree at my place, but I'm a traditionalist. It'll go up on Friday. Um, So another thing that we've got to look at too is the baubles that we have on our tree. Now, some baubles are made of really fine glass, and if a cat or a dog is chewing on these or knocks it and breaks it, it can cause problems either to their mouth or on on their feet. So if you've got anything like that, try and make sure that you uh, maybe put it away if your cat is being a bit interested in your tree. You just Mm -hmm. don't want to. It might just have to be away for a year or two. Yeah, Mm. yeah. And another thing is too, with the um, decorations, there's often decorations that are made out of chocolate and they're, you know, covered in foil and you hang them on the tree. Well, dogs, not just puppies, will find that chocolate. Mm. They've got an incredible sense of smell. And now chocolate poses a really big issue. So we don't want to be going to the vet and having to have things done that... Yeah, that's best not to. Yeah, avoid yeah. the chocolate. So you'd see a lot of that at this time of the year, Fiona. Uh, yes, yes, we really do. Mm. Um, you know, often it's a half-empty box of chocolates that's at the bottom of the drawer or in a handbag, and someone's forgotten about it, and then put the handbag or the grocery bag on the floor, and then you know, thirty seconds later, yeah, have yeah. realised and the dog's already found it. Yeah, and again, wrapping the Christmas presents, don't put the chocolates that are wrapped under the tree because <laughs> the dog will find it. Absolutely. And then there's the double whammy of the, the macadamia nuts, which are oh. really so gorgeous, and they're covered in chocolate. So we really need to make sure that we're just being mindful about what we're placing where. And sometimes yeah. our guard is a bit down around Christmas time as well because we're putting things out and we're not sort of thinking about the pet. We're thinking mm. about, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to share this with whoever's just trying to be organised. Yeah. Now, another problem is those little bowls or those um, what do you call them candy canes that we hang on the tree or put in bowls around to share with people now candy canes contain xylitol which is a toxin to pets so what happens with that Fiona Uh, it messes with their blood glucose Mm. Um, so yeah uh, probably messes with ours too to be honest yes (laughs) (laughs) yes so people go up pets go down uh, yeah, so super, they can definitely mess with your blood glucose. So stay yeah. clear of anything with xylitol in it. Yeah. Another problem is we're talking about cats and dogs, but rabbits often live inside as well. And we know that rabbits love to chew. And so we've got to make sure that if we're putting lights on our trees or we've got, you know, elect- electrical things mm, there, that definitely. we're keeping that away because we all know what happened to Aunt Bethany's cat at Christmas time. We do. That was, yeah, rather sad. So we just want to make sure that our cats don't end up like Aunt Bethany's cat. That's Christmas Vacation, Fiona. I know you're looking and thinking, what? You know the movie, The Chevy Chase Christmas Vacation? Yes, I just haven't watched it. What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) I'll consider it my homework. You need to watch that. You need to see... Because, you know, cats do get electrocuted and you need to see yeah. what happens. Oh, you've spoiled it now, sure. Oh, <laughs> I think I worked it out from the rest <laughs> yeah. of the conversation what happened yeah, to Aunt and, Bethany's and then cat. And I have another animal, like the squirrel comes in and gets lost in the tree as well. That's right. Yeah. So we haven't animals, got those here, though. They, no, no, but, you know, the animals, they do, as you said before, love they hiding like the tree, in the tree. Yeah. Yeah. We might have a possum or two that runs into see, somebody's house. <laughs> now, another a small thing child, is, maybe. <laughs> another thing is with the tree, those pine needles on the real trees can pose a problem too. Some dogs get 
bit irritated by the um, oil or um, from those pine needles. And also the eyes. So some animals that are climbing in trees can get poked in the eye by those pine needles. Some of them are quite sharp. Um, bowls of potpourri, which are popular at Christmas time to put around the house, they contain lots of pesticides, they contain preservatives and additives, and for cats in particular, they are a real issue. Um, another problem is that we just have um, plants that we bring in to decorate the house as well, and those poinsettias, they have a sap that is quite an irritant um, to, to dogs in particular uh, because it's like a latex and a lot of people are allergic to latex as well. But it's just a time of the year that you really do need to consider what you're placing around and just maybe, as Fiona said, put it away until next year to make mm -hmm. sure that your pet is safe around the Christmas tree and um, that the decorations are suitable to keep them nice and safe. All right, it's so a great Christmas advice there for people. You, and you're talking to yourself, really, there, Cheryl. Yours goes, goes up on what Friday, did yep, you say? Yep, traditional. On the first, no matter what. Yep. Even yep. if it's a Monday, it would be still on yep. that day. The 1st of December. Good, <laughs> af good afternoon, Narelle and Singleton. Your 17-year-old cavoodle is Week ha old. having 17. What did I say? Year old. Have I done it again? <laughs> all right. That's you got all a, right. Hey, Narelle, you got a puppy. You can't train the damn thing. What's up? <laughs> oh, well, he's a very confident and headstrong little boy. Yeah. He's a toy he's a toy cavoodle. Now, I've had a, I've had dogs all of my, all my life. Yeah. This is the first kind of little dog that I've ever owned and he sure is my test. Um, <laughs> so, have you done things like puppy preschool with him, Narelle? He's 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 just no. It would be a waste of time because he's just far too active. And curious, mm -hmm. and he just doesn't sit still. So, but I've, well, we've got him to sit and wait for his meal. That's, yeah, that's our our big accomplishment. Okay, but he's the first dog I've ever owned that if he doesn't want to come back to you when he's called, you can see him flick you the bird and trot away. <laughs> Truly, this the look on this dog's face is like, nah, nah, I'm not, I'm I'm not coming back. Yeah, look, Narelle, I, I definitely understand what you mean when you say he gives you that look and walks away. Because you're right, a lot. some dogs are a lot more headstrong than others, um, just like some dogs are smarter than others. But the basis of training comes with repetition and reward. And Well, I've tried the treats. When he can't, and, 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 you know, come, come, come back and I'll, you know, if, I, if he comes back, I'll give him a treat. Yeah. But no, it's like, nah, I know you've got a treat, but I just don't want to come back. So I'm just, it works sometimes, but mm -hmm. not very often. And what are you using as a treat, Narelle? Um, oh, there's a couple, of, there's um, a little chicken thing that I've, I've got from the pet store. I've tried the chicken. And is it, something that, little... is it something that he really loves and it's really high value for him? Because that might be something that you could consider trying is sort of find what his super special, most wonderful thing is that he wants and that's what you should be using to train them. Okay. And right. my, my other advice definitely would be, Narelle, is to surround yourself, surround yourself by with good advice, whether that's your local vet, whether that's your local dog trainer, whether that's your local um, dog association, but just um, give yourself, I guess, plenty of opportunities to learn and provide yeah. him with the best grounding that you can because you may have him for a really, really long time. 
All right, best of luck uh, there, Norell, as we uh, move on. 49216216, if you have a question for our Pet Chat team, keep in mind, big prize going to one of our calls today. Good afternoon, Rose at Chisholm. You have a whole bunch of cats. Uh, the male <laughs> seems to beat up the females, and uh, we'll also get on to another cat matter as well. What's going on with the kitty cats there, Rose? Oh, well, I've got, I've got a, a 10-year-old um, black black cat. That, uh, they're all rescues. Yeah. And then um, we at the time we got him, we had a 15-year-old um, Moggy, and unfortunately she passed away. Yeah. So I got another rescue kitten to sort of, not to say fill the void as such, but um, after four or five years, he uh, doesn't learn that it's not acceptable to... Um, they beat up his, his sister, <laughs> and I've since inherited my son's uh, son's female cat too because, you know, he's in defence and he's been posted away. So I've got 10-year-old male and a 5-year-old and 4-year-old females, and I'm just kind of a bit over the, you know, when I go out, I have to make sure he's put away, and they're all in mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. so that um, we don't have, you know, chasings around the house and ending in headlocks. And when you say beating them up. Describe that for me. He will basically try and jump on them and um, you know, tackle them to the ground. Like mm-hmm. He's playing rugby, basically. Okay. And is it yeah. is it one-sided or is, is it both of them having fun, having a bit of a rough and tumble? No. No, no definitely not. He's very aggressive. Okay. Yeah. And he's always been that way to the yeah. two cats? Unfortunately, I'm just kind of getting to the end of my tether a bit with him. So, Okay, yeah. Look, cats don't necessarily like other cats, Rose. As much as we would love them to like each other, they're not the same as dogs. They often are quite happy living quite independent lives. So from what you've told me so far, if the, op- if the opportunity is there for him to have his space and them to have their space, that's probably the most the easiest way to create a harmonious environment. Right, yep. Um, And then there's certainly things like there's uh, um, pheromone diffusers you can get to just take the edge off everybody and various nutrition supplements that can help calm everybody down and food supplements and that sort of thing. Um, But if no one's medically unwell and it is possible to separate them, then that may be the way that everyone can end up happiest. Yep, okay. Now that's what I do. They all get locked away in different um, areas of the bathrooms and laundry at night. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. may be that may be your best way to manage it. And then you had a question about some grass, I think. Um, yeah, like the the youngest one, my son's one, like she always wants to go out and I will you know, supervise her in the backyard, but she goes straight for grass and eats it and then throws up. So I don't know how to um, why they do that. Yeah, yeah. Often, I mean, some animals like eating grass and some don't. They're not necessarily eating it because they feel unwell. Um, a lot of them just like the texture of it. If it's in the morning, sometimes it's got dew on it. Um, I don't personally know why they love it so much. Um, but do you have any thoughts on that, Cheryl? No, but some cats, um, if they've got a lot of fur balls, they will actually try to to vomit. Make themselves and, yeah. vomit, yeah. And by using the grass, that will help you know, relieve some of that. But there are um, foods that you can get to help with the hairball. So that's a better alternative than the grass and having to clean up. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. 
Thank you. All right. Thanks, Rose. All right. Best of luck with everything, Rose. 49216216 if you have a question for our Pet Chat team today. And one of our callers will uh, take home a whole bunch of uh, gear from uh, Bell Dray. Now, essentially, there's everything to look after. Well, basically, keep the house and you and the, the animal and your clothes clean. That yep. sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yep. All that shedding hair, gone. It will be gone. All right. Well, Leonie from Maitland, your Kelpie uh, loves a bit of a bark. What's happening, Leonie? Shut up. <laughs> it yelps and yelps and talks and talks and yeah. And how old is, is the Kelpie, Leonie? Um, she's about just over a year. And has she always been like that? Um, probably more in the last six months. Okay. And she has got, um, you know, she's got a German Shepherd with her and another Kelpie. Um, yeah. The other Kelpie's just about oh, a couple of months younger than her. But, yeah, she just she started more when the neighbours' dogs, that they can't see, bark at the people walking up and down the street. Yeah. So, of course, she barks at them. Yes. But then she'll just be sitting there and just start yelping for no reason. Yeah, okay. And she'll, she'll look at you when she's doing it as if to say, hey, Mum, I'm talking to you. Yes. Um, Leonie, what does she get in terms of exercise on a daily basis? Um, yeah, runs around the backyard with the other two, like lunatics. No, I don't really walk her, but she does go up to the farm most afternoons on most weekends and runs around there. And we're trying to teach her to herd sheep, but that's not very successful either. Okay. So she gets a bit of a chance to have that off-lead kelpie exercise? Yeah, she's pretty much off-lead all the time. At the moment, um, only the last few weeks, I've actually just been starting to put them in a cage um, just during the day because if not, they take my clothes off the clothesline. Okay. I mean, the the root, the root reason more than likely, Leonie, that she's doing what she's doing is because of her breed. You know, she's designed and bred and genetically created to run 40 kilometres every day and yep. then back up and do it again the next day. So often yep. in a suburban situation, it's quite hard to fulfil those environmental and exercise needs. Um, yep. If the amount of exercise that she needs isn't possible, then certainly lots of environmental enrichment is really, really important. So toys yep. that she's got to use her brain to get the food at or, you yep. know, activity courses or, you know, things that she has to use her brain so that she's getting at least mental stimulation if she can't get physical stimulation. Yeah, um, she's got a Kong and all that and she just doesn't, she's not interested in it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is it, I mean, it, my suggestion I guess would be try try some of the different ones. There are some that are sort of will spit out food intermittently and you can put sort of yeah. yummier things in them if she's food not driven. Interested. She's not interested. Um, tried it. Okay. <laughs> Have you tried yeah, it? Like, unfortunately, now like, I'm actually thinking like one of those citronella collars. Yeah. Leonie, have you tried some of the snuffle mats where you put their kibble into it to give them something to do? Because she's a working breed, if she's got to go and try and find her kibble, it could um, give her an extended time that she's not actually barking while she's looking for food. It's only if the bark's not continuous. Like now I'm home and she's not barking. But if I let her out, she'll stand at that back door and just bark, 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 bark at me. She's just got more energy than she knows what to do with, Leonie. Um, if, to talk to me. I'm sure. <laughs> are you at the point that you would sort of want to seek veterinary advice or get a dog behaviourist or something involved to help you? Well, look, we've, 
Yeah, well, I've spoken to a couple of other people and some of them have said they've tried the zapping collar and that works, but I'm a bit like, mm, I'm not really happy about a zapping collar and some others have said about the citronella collar. So that's yeah. where I wasn't sure about that. Like, as yeah. she doesn't need it all the time. It's mm. just, I mean, it's really random times that she does it, but yeah, she just likes to... Yeah, look, I absolutely can't recommend the shock collars or the citronella collars. They um, yeah. they're, they're wrong for a multitude of reasons. Um, yeah. but but most importantly, they're not going to help long term for her. Yeah, yeah. Well, wishing you the best of luck, Leonie. I think probably seeking professional help is where you're up to. Okay, all the best with everything. Uh, good afternoon, Sue at Westwall's End. Your 10-month-old dog is uh, digging those big holes and you'd, you'd probably like to have not as many holes in your yard, Sue. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, she's very good at it. She's only a small uh, border collie, uh, but she's very good. At, I've got like a rockery effect and um, she just actually takes the rocks away and just digs massively. And I mean deep. Deep digging. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is it so? It's areas where around the rocks rather than in on the grass, Sue. Uh, more so in the rocks. Yeah. She did dig a little bit of grass the other day, but not nothing. This sort of thing. I do put a lot of toys and treats out for her when I do leave, mm-hmm. so she doesn't get bored. But she only sort of wants to play with them while she's indoors. But as soon as she's outdoors, that's when she wants to dig. And I've got like a vegetable garden. Uh, above ground at the back and she mm-hmm. likes to get through that. Uh, I've caught her a few times and told her to stop, which she does, but as soon as I leave and I go away somewhere, she I come home and find holes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look, a couple of comments. So, I mean, first and foremost, she's, she's young, so she's exploring yeah. boundaries and she's sort of working out what she can and can't do. A um, couple of other things that you've mentioned that I just wanted to flag with you. Rocks can be quite dangerous for dogs. Um, mm-hmm. It's a fairly common thing that we remove from intestines and stomachs um, um, because they can be too big to pass through and they end up causing an obstruction. So um, if there's the possibility to put a fairly robust fence around those areas, that is absolutely what I'd be recommending. Um, right. And then one of our other, I suspect, root causes is she's a border collie. She yep. has more energy than she possibly knows what to do with. And I suspect you probably wouldn't be able to tire her out even if you wanted to. Um, So the exercise on a daily basis um, needs to be pretty substantial. Have have you got that capability, Sue? Yes, I do take her out just about every day. Um, I found I've had collie dogs and that before, but she's not overly energetic if you know what I mean um she does like a good walk and she does tire herself out with that and mm-hmm. she sleeps sleeps during the the day like a like a normal dog should mm-hmm. um yeah and she's very obedient but it's just the fact that, that she wants to get to the she pulls the rocks away she doesn't eat them she just pulls them away and wants mm. to dig in the soil is it an easier surface for her to get into do you think Yes, it is, yeah, because underneath it, there was a plastic lining underneath and she's put all that up. <laughs> so that's, that's encoded her to you know, even go further with it because it's more fun. She's helping your garden. Yes, she is, definitely. <laughs> I had a, nearly a swimming pool in the backyard when it was raining the other day. <laughs> Look, I, I think, Sue, so, uh, I would suggest if there's areas you don't want her to dig, you've got to create a 10-month-old border collie-proof fence is probably right. the only way that you can manage realistically and then redirect her pick an area where you're happy for her to dig and make maybe make that a fun place or allow her to dig there and just keep off limits everything else that you don't want her to dig 
Okay, okay. So, yeah. Um, the other question is she's naturally still teething and she's a good chewer. How long does the teething usually go for? She'll have her full adult teeth by now. Um, I mean, I'm making assumptions at her age. Yep. She would have her full mouth uh, um, of teeth. But dogs, yep. they explore with their mouth. So even yep. though she's got all her teeth, she's still going to be, you know, sensing things and tasting things and seeing what her teeth can do and her mouth can do. It's just yeah. part and parcel of having a puppy, Sue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's very good. I mean, I've had other puppies before and they've been totally destructive, but um, this one doesn't chew furniture so far, touch wood. Um, but I give her all the toys and, and treats and she sticks with those, what she's got, because she knows they're hers. So she's quite happy and contented with that. So that's one one thing that's in her favour. Well, so while we've while we've actually got you there as well, because we'll be talking all uh, afternoon about uh, who is going to be the winner of our Beldray Pet Plus Pet Care Package. It's a lot to say. And uh, since we're running out of time, Sue, I hadn't done it yet. Uh, you're our winner, so no. we've got a whole bunch of stuff oh. coming your way. Thank you so much. So I the, didn't realise it. No, the one-sweep foam broom, so that'll help keep all the... the uh, dog, Muddy footprints. All the footprints oh, from all the, the digging up the holes and everything. That will come in very handy. Uh, <laughs> the pet hair removal brush for you, uh, the lint roller, the pet uh, everything else. So uh, all of that's coming away for you. Just stick around for a couple of minutes to put you back yep. to the office and I'll get some info from you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. Sue. And thank you for the information. No we'll problem. <laughs> to NURFM 103.7 as we wrap up Pet Chat for another week. And uh, ladies, of course, that means we have our dog and cat of the week. So uh, who wants to look after our dog? Look, Ralph is a one-year-old Dachshund, so he's certainly going to appeal to lots of people who love those big eyes and cute floppy ears. Um, Dachshunds being a Dachshund, though, I mean, if you've had one, they mm. come with fairly fairly uh, common situations. Uh, they like being around people. They like um, other doggy friends. They can be rather vocal uh, outside their environment, just wanting to let you know that something's about. Um, but, you know, people that have had Dachshunds before wouldn't well and truly know that. Um, but, yeah, it sounds like he's looking for a, a new home. All right, he's only a one-year-old, so that's mm. Ralph. And uh, Solly is our cat of the week. Three-year-old male tabby cat, loves Pat, so, again, an affectionate cat. And we, cats, by nature, are affectionate. You know. love your cats. I do, I do. <laughs> um, so he was sort of found wandering around by a ranger in the pound for three months uh, and no one came knocking on the door, so Aww. it could be, uh, could be yours. Cheryl, we're looking at you. I know. It's a lovely cat, actually. It's got very oriental-looking eyes. And, mm -hmm. yeah, I quite like it. But my, my place is full of pets. I, I can't know. have any more. No, <laughs> the, 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 it is very much full. Um, if you'd like some information on our Dog and Cat of the Week, all you do is you head up to our webpage, find the Pet Chat page, uh, and, and trog trog down from there at 2NURFM.com.au. Ladies, we're done. Cheryl Shaw, thank you. You get a week off. My pleasure. You'll thank be you. back uh, for the last couple of weeks of Pet Chat. And, yes. Dr Fiona, that's it for That's you. me for this year. I'll be back 2024. Right. 18 months for you kind of just went quick, didn't it? It's been lots of fun. All right, plenty more uh, for Pet Chat next week.